Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you very much to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest, Alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. In the studio with me, I have my co-host, Paulette Stout, top equestrian. Uh, Rides a lot of gypsy vanners and we get to see lots of uh, wonderful videos of her on horseback, as well as all sorts of um, lovely foals this year. Yeah. Did you see those? I need to be. I need to be there next year when they're born. Well, we're going to have eight there, so when you come over and we do the whole video of of Oz and... We can do an up-all-night picnic, or as we call them in England, a midnight feast. We're going to start off with some news. We've got a great show for you today. Um, after the news, we're going to have Dr. Adam Kayot joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about smoke inhalation in horses. Uh, then we've also got a phenomenal up-and-coming uh, newer jockey, young jockey, um, and actually her jockey agent is Julie Crone. Really? Yeah. So we're going to talk to Farron Peterson. She is um, she's quite something. She's just uh, she's killing it literally and wow. doing such a phenomenal maybe job. Maybe that's our in. <laughs> there you go. If we do a good job, maybe. No. <laughs> she said. That's right. Then we're going to have Michael Silver joining us from Prisma Imaging. We're actually going to talk about um, the newest in incredible technology that means that you do not have to uh, sedate your horse for a, a full radiograph scan and it's going to be pretty exciting to see how that process works and uh, and where they're at with that technology it's really going to be something for horse sports it's absolutely amazing what is this? prisma imaging michael silver's going to be on for a couple of segments we're going to talk a little bit and we're going to show you some of that also if you're joining us on facebook uh, we are going to close it out today with actually the final segment in the series of equine rehab and conditioning that we've been doing with the Equine Performance and e- e- Innovative Center. Epic, there you go. We have an epic last segment for you, so uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the show. But starting out, sadly, with some bad news, um, very, very upset to hear of the passing of a young equestrian. Her name is Zara Buren, 14-year-old Canadian eventer who died after being trapped in a marshy bog while riding out with her mother. Um, This is actually a photo of her from Facebook. Um, We're deeply, deeply saddened. Um, It's heartbreaking. Um, I cried when I um, saw this on social media. Lots of comments from top eventers like Holly Jack Smither, uh, Sarah Shonica. Um, commented on how very sad they were and shared photos um, with this amazing young lady and um, we're very very sad and we just want to send out our prayers condolences um, for peace and comfort to the family friends and anybody connected to Zara so um, very sad always very sad to um, to hear such things and um, and definitely 2020 has been a challenging year and I'm, I'm certainly sure this is just, you know, uh, another part of what we've seen this year from everything from the, the virus and the riots and the, all of the other uh, issues. But this is certainly a, a heartbreaking 
uh, top around 2020. Certainly for her family, uh, our hearts go out to them. Switching it up to some other news, uh, Tis the Law, who was the runner-up in the Kentucky Derby but went in as the favorite, um, is going to bypass the Preakness. Uh, Tis the Law will instead be training up for the November Longines Breeders' Cup Classic, according to a statement from Jack Knowlton. So uh, we'll be looking for Tis the Law to pop up in the Breeders' Cup and see how he does there. The Thoroughbred Club of America has chosen Arthur B. B. Hancock III as its 2020 honor guest to be honored at the 89th testimonial dinner on a date yet to be determined due to the virus. So congratulations. Is the virus going down? Have you? Oh, way, way down. Way down. So it's, it is going away. Oh, yes. It's way down. The numbers are way, way down. It's so good that's news. Good. Yes. Yeah. Adding another chapter to her amazing rags to riches story, Starship Jubilee crossed the wire first in the one million Rico Woodbine mild stakes on Saturday, uh, followed also by fellow Florida bred March to the Arch. So two uh, Florida breds showing up and um, had no respect for the betters in that, uh, but we're very, very happy always to celebrate. Uh, that Florida bred success and nice to have it on the front of the wire to wire there so um, lots of girl power and um, we're very excited to see what the future holds for Starship Jubilee so very very nice uh, lots of respect for this horse um, feral populations of horses often roam over extensive areas um, often they have to round them up and in the past they've done things like four-wheelers and helicopters they're now saying there's a safer, much less expensive and less stressful way of doing it, using drones. Really? Yes, how interesting is that? <laughs> that I have I to see. I want to get me one because I want to be able to take pictures of the farm with the drone. Good They're idea. supposed to be easier and easier to use. Oh, they are, they are, they are. The last, bit, last bit of news, <clears throat> the Dreadhead Cowboy was seen on the expressway in Chicago Drivers saw a very unusual sight, a single cowboy riding alongside vehicles, slowing down traffic in rush hour. Apparently, he was riding in a supposed protest and yelling, kids' lives matter. Oh, good. Because everybody's <laughs> lives matter. Just remember that. Exactly. The sad part is that they did... Um, take him into custody and, well, that, that's on Sabbath. The sad part is they transported the horse off to animal care and control and did find that his condition was not good. Mm. Um, and Adam Hollingsworth, a 33-year-old, was charged with aggravated animal cruelty, a felony now, um, because the horse had apparently gone six or seven miles and was not doing well um, and was not healthy, apparently. So... Um, hopefully that means the horse is now in good hands. Hopefully. Yes. Um, we are going to be coming back after the break and we're going to be talking to Dr. Adam Kayot. Something that we've been very concerned about lately, of course, is the fires, um, particularly in California. We've seen um, year after year, we see uh, these fires seem to come back at this time, but this mm -hmm. year they certainly seem to be um, a little bit worse. Uh, and we're, we're always saddened by that. We hate to, to hear of two-leggeds or four-leggeds in these situations, but the horses certainly are alarmed. They don't know what's going on, and, uh, and it's kind of a, a scary situation. But we're going to be talking to Dr. Kayot when we come back. 
uh, about the prognosis for horses that uh, suffer with smoke inhalation and are in these fires. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Back on the second segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louise Barton in the studio with my co-host Paulette Stout. And joining us by phone, we have Dr. Adam Kayot. Dr. Kayot, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Over the past few months, we've seen a lot of people and horses exposed um, to some, some terrible fires, obviously a lot of smoke inhalation, uh, you know, people trying to get horses out of barns and, and evacuated out of areas. What sort of recommendations can you make for people um, post having to perhaps evacuate? So just taking care of horses in a smoky environment, any recommendations? Right. Well, <laughs> if at all possible, try to get them out of that environment, obviously. Uh, um, uh, if you need to or you can't get them out of that environment, um, trying to 
limit their smoke exposure as best you can, um, minimizing exercise and, um, you know, the physical activity that would make them breathe harder or breathe in more um, particles, you know, more smoke particles than um, would otherwise be necessary would be something you needed to do. Um, smoke inhalation, you know, depending on the severity, can be lethal. Um, the, some, well, I think it was last fire season where um, they had that racetrack out in California, lost some like 46 horses because of that. Yes. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's obviously can be scary. Um, try not to, obviously try not to panic and think rationally and um, have, have a, if you know you're in that sort of area or you know that you have the possibility of that happening, um, a plan should be, should have a plan and not just have it spring on you surprisingly, even <laughs> yes. if at all possible, you know? Yes. Um, Treatment-wise with horses with smoke inhalation, it's hard, to, it's hard to determine, you know, how much, like what level you've gotten in the, you know, how much smoke they have inhaled. Um, obviously, you can ultrasound the lungs, you can x-ray the lungs, um, look at the amount of, you know, uh, bronchial pattern and bronchial inflammation. Uh, that might be there. Um, Treatment-wise, supportive treatment, fluids, bronchodilators, things that asthma patients would take, you know, that expand the, expand the bronchial tree and relax the bronchial tree and allow as much oxygen in as possible. Would you and use Ventipulmin? Ventipulmin is a bronchodilator. Yep, Ventipulmin is a bronchodilator. Um, so, yeah, that would be uh, something that would be... Um, warranted um, may or may not uh, decide to be put on antibiotics uh, just to um, if if the horse happened to be burned or happened to have fire inhaled then obviously that can damage the lining and you can get secondary um, bacterial infection from that you know the lining of the, of the respiratory tract um, and there can and there can be a reduction in in immune system as well, right? From the um, from the um, particulates can also alter that. So if you if you had a number of things going on Absolutely. there, you could you could certainly reduce the horse's immune system, opening Absolutely. it up to other right. Absolutely, well, yeah. And, you know. I have a friend on the phone, Samantha Van Sickle, that is out in California. And they actually had their horses, 60-some horses, evacuated because the fire was too close to them. And she said it got within six miles to them, and the horses actually developed a cough. Yeah. Now, would you put them on Ventipulmin at this time? She says it's now actively burning about 15 miles away, and there's just a heavy particulate load that was in the air. So they're actually, you know, it's up in the air, it's in the air, they're breathing it. I guess it goes yeah. up and comes down also. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But what would you do with that for the cough? Would you try to do anything in particular with that? I would I would I would put them I would put them on the I would put them on the bronchodilators and even possibly some a little bit of steroid to um, decrease the inflammation that might be there. So the um, Ventipulmin, what would what would be your dosage on a on a regular sized horse? 
well, you have to forgive me because I don't know the milligrams right off the top of my head on, on what's on the bottle, but... But it goes by poundage of the horse. Yes, yes it, goes right, by, right. it goes by weight, mm -hmm. yes, certainly. Typically, typically we start out at, um, you know, five to seven cc's uh, daily. Five to seven daily. cc's daily. Yeah. How yeah. long would you keep them on it? <laughs> well... It probably depends on the severity, yeah. It depends on the severity and how they're responding. I mean, the thing about Ventapulmin is they do become refractory over time, so, you know, you have to, you'll have to increase the dose to get the same effect. So you don't want to keep them on it, you know, you want to keep them on it as little as possible mm -hmm. um, because of that, you know, you, you want it to work. And, and, and the thing about these types of horses that you've got to think about, these types of horses are just going to be primed to, if they make it through and they, you know, God willing, live long enough, you're going to have probably respiratory problems that are chronic down the line. Heaves and, you know, like and, and, right, and if they're a horse that's already predisposed to heaves, then they're probably at greater uh, risk so of pneumonia they're, they're, or, or other those, right. additional those problems. Are, those horses are in, in dire need. Yeah. Uh, so what know, kind of anti-inflammatories would you use besides... Uh, well, I, I would. I typically I like dexamethasone. Dexamethasone is a great anti-inflammatory. It's relatively safe. You don't have to worry too much about um, laminitis and that sort of thing, even with high doses. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously, you know, you can do banamine and, and that sort of thing, um, just because of the generalized inflammation in the airway that's going to be there, just from the irritants that are that are in the air. Um, but I like I like dexamethasone as far as um, anti-inflammatory in, in this case. And an, an, an airway can take up to like four to six weeks post to heal also, that's right. so that's, that's something right. yeah. to bear yeah. in mind as well. You figure, you know? figure a month to two months, mm -hmm. so yeah. Mm -hmm. For yep. a good yep. recovery. Um, a yep. couple of other quick tips because we do actually only have a minute left and that is obviously if you're in a dangerous area, your horses are in a barn and there's some fires going on. Make sure you don't have any combustibles around in the barn. Also, lots and lots of fresh water and damping down hay can also be very helpful because hay does have some dust in it. And uh, obviously you're having horses maybe having trouble with the airway. Any dust that you can minimize is super important. Dr. Kayot, I want to say thank you very much for joining us again, Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith. Thank you. I'm sure we'll probably hear from you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Look forward to it. Thank you. Right. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to have Farron Peterson with us um, by, via phone, a very, very exciting up-and-coming young jockey. We're looking forward to talking to her. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard. 
owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. You're in it to win it. Come on in and spin it at Tax Shack of Ocala's Spin for Your Discount Sale. You can win up to 50% off your entire purchase. That's right, up to 50% off. So come on in and spin at Tax Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. The good stuff that you're after. Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the third segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host, Paulette Stout. And joining us by phone, we have a very exciting <laughs> guest. Actually, another guest uh, that my friends Lisa and Bobby Bolger have introduced me to, and that is an up-and-coming jockey who is really rocking the race world. Her agent is Julie Crone, um, which is very, very exciting, of course. And Farron Peterson is really killing it at Monmouth Park at the moment and really showing the boys how to do it. So excited to have Farron with us. Uh, welcome to the show, Farron. Thank you for having me. You, um, you really got to tell us uh, a little, a little backstory here on how did you end up becoming a jockey? And I know you're not just a jockey; you're also a veterinarian. Oh, wow. correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're, you're a pretty busy lady. You probably don't have a lot of spare time. Small but, animals um, or large animals? Large. <laughs> not much, but as long as it's filled with horses, it's enjoyable. <laughs> That's right. So tell us uh, what, what led you down the path to become a jockey. Right. So my mom taught me to ride and I grew up with an Arabian and just always talked about wanting to be a jockey, but didn't have any relations in the racing world. So didn't know how to become one. And then I went to college and decided to pursue veterinary school with the aspirations to become a racetrack veterinarian. And I started traveling for internships and making connections finally in the racing world. And I'd go to Kentucky and Saratoga and then I was attending UC Davis for vet school and working at a thoroughbred breeding farm nearby. And the lady who owns the farm is also a trainer at Golden Gate Fields. So I asked her if I could learn to break the babies on the farm, started doing that. And then I asked her, could I get my exercise rider's license at Golden Gate? And so I was in my second year of vet school, but uh, the morning classes are all recorded and podcasted online. So you're not required to attend. So I'd wake up at 4 a.m., drive an hour to Golden Gate Fields, um, ride my race horses as an exercise rider, and then drive back by noon and attend my labs. And then in the evening, I would watch the podcast and lectures that I missed. So I was doing that for about a year. And then people kept telling me I should be a jockey. And I just thought, well, that um, dream has passed. You know, now I'm in vet school. And then I started thinking, you know, maybe I could do this. And uh, I'm already here on the weekends, so maybe I could just stay and ride the races on weekends and just be a part-time jockey. I'm like, I don't know of anyone who does this part-time, but I could give it a shot. And so I did and uh, just rode part-time with my own agent. And then when I graduated, decided I wanted to try the Southern California circuit. 
And when I was down there, Julie Crone was doing a book signing. And so I met her and we became friends. And then eventually she asked me if um, she could be my agent. And after a few more months, uh, we just kept talking about which racetrack to go to. And eventually we decided upon Monmouth Park. Wow. It's amazing. Now, um, talk a little bit about how important Julie is to to your success. I know um, she's an icon uh, in the racing world. It's pretty exciting that um, the 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 horse you won your first stakes race on, Share the Ride, is the son of Candy Ride, who Julie Crone yes. actually rode and won the Pacific Classic with. So um, I think that's a pretty exciting yeah, awesome. connection. But tell us a little bit about how how Julie plays such an important role as your agent. Yes. Well, as an agent, she's great because she has the credibility in her name and she's a very likable person. And so automatically, I mean, the trainers just talk about how professional she is, how much they enjoy talking with her and how well she knows horses. And so even though, you know, learning to be an agent is very different from anything we know as a writer, it's been a huge learning curve, um, especially during the pandemic and all the restrictions. She's still just, you know, has this crazy knowledge of horse racing and so that's helped her really uh, just jumpstart her agent career and being able to be a way that she can help me see races and we walk together on TVG at night after the races and we exercise her in the house and there's just she's a really detail-oriented person and um, I really enjoy like learning from people who can just point out the small things that make a big difference and you know in racing a nose is a big difference and you know a whisker like to be able to win a picture is huge well i see so something as all a, the little things that i can learn from her have just helped me so much i see a big difference here because your saddle is really big so you're very light <laughs> yes <laughs> that's right well she which she, is nice because then i can always ride you know on a fed stomach and she felt the same way where we just talked about being smaller females, um, that we really focus on our strength training mm -hmm. so that we do look really strong in the stretch. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we weight lift together and things like that and come up with different exercises. And then, yeah, it's just nice to be able to perform, you know, fully hydrated and fed. And I think that makes a big difference too. Yeah, absolutely, because you, you're, you're stronger throughout the whole day right. at the races. And she is, and, and Farron is known for her work ethic and, and also how horses respond to her. Horses <laughs> just run for her, says Julie Crone, her agent. So, <laughs> and, and I don't know if you can see these if you're joining us on Facebook, but these are the stats for leading jockeys at Monmouth. And um, she is up there in that number two spot. And I have a feeling that up and coming might perhaps be the wrong verbiage. It maybe should say um, top Already jockey there. at Monmouth Park. <laughs> Already yeah. there, not up and coming. Yeah, she's not up and coming. She's there. Um, uh, pretty exciting. Uh, you just won your first stakes race uh, September 12th, yeah. which was, uh, has to have been an amazing experience. Uh, tell us how you felt. Absolutely. Well, that was exciting, too, because I'd spotted that horse early on in the meet, just a couple weeks probably into training at Monmouth. I was breezing a horse out of the gate in company with a few other horses, and then that horse was in company with me. So afterwards, I asked the exercise rider, who was also the owner, about the horse, and he goes, yeah, I own it. So I kept coming back to him every couple of weeks and just kind of checking in on the horse and seeing if he'd ever consider riding me on the horse. And then uh, when the stake race came up, the 
owner ended up calling Julie and said, hey, your, your jockey's been asking about this horse, and my jockey has a double call, so we'd like to put Farron on it. And so then we're looking it up, and we're like, oh, my goodness, it's a candy ride, and I haven't won on a candy ride yet. And so it's been fun because I've won on A Tale of the Cat and um, a couple other bloodlines that, you know, she was their jockey, which is really cool. And it also helps give me insight into the horses because they are so similar to their sires. Mm -hmm. And so then she was even talking about the strategy, like the horse had just ran long on the turf and she was saying she loves the angle of going from that to short on the dirt because it just really opens up their lungs and they're just have this explosive um, next race and that was exactly what happened he wanted me to break out of the gate really sharp because he's usually a little bit slow coming out of the gate and we just like rocketed out of the gate and um, Mm -hmm. so that was like a nice surprise and never looked back and finished really strong so Farron I, I want to say so congratulations exciting. this went by way too fast we'll have to have you back on the show again we uh, we got the one minute sign about 30 seconds ago okay. but I, I want to thank have, you we'd yes. love to have Julie Crone and you yes. on would be really In wonderful yes. uh, yeah. I want to say congratulations to you um, and also to let you know uh, Farron has her own website it is farronpeterson.com so you can actually follow her on social media and go to her website and check her out um, you can find her Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. And it's pretty easy. Farron Peterson, I think she's the only one. So you won't, uh, <laughs> you won't have trouble finding her. And she certainly is one of a kind. Be watching this jockey. She's up and coming. Who knows, we may see her cross the finish line, the Kentucky Derby one day. I hope so. Thank you, Farron, for joining so. us. Talk You're to welcome. you soon. Thank you. Farron Peterson, wonderful. We're going to take our, uh, our break here through the first half of the show and come right back with Michael Silver from Prisma Imaging. Stay with us. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now, or go to allinremoval.com for more information. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're 
fab. You're switched off. I'll be You're quiet right now. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We love to have a good laugh on the break, as you can tell. Uh, coming back now, we have a very interesting two segments coming up. We were going to actually do one segment, but um, after reading up on some of this material, I realized what an incredibly interesting topic this is and that we actually needed two segments to do it. So joining us now, I have the CEO and founder of Prisma Imaging with us, Michael Silva. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, Louisa. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's start off with um, the basics. Tell us what Prisma Imaging is. Sure. Well, we formed Prisma in 2017, and the purpose was we wanted to develop an equine imaging system that would address the shortcomings with current imaging. Uh, what's unique and novel about what we've done is we can image the entire anatomy of a standing conscious horse. Wow. In comparison, current technology, you can't get to the entire anatomy and you have to, in many cases, knock the horse out or anesthetize them, which can be very dangerous. Right, absolutely. Um, so tell us what made you get to the conclusion of how important to have this kind of imaging uh, in horse healthcare. Of course, the, the, the thousand times more dangerous it is if you have to um, uh, use an anesthesia, of course. Um, but other than that, what, what really brought this to the forefront? Are you a horseman yourself? And is that kind of one of the things that took you in that direction? Well, um, you know, it, it, people are usually surprised, you know, when they ask that question, what the answer is. And my background really isn't, you know, involved with the equine industry or even in, you know, the medical aspects of it. Um, what drew me to it was I was able to see that there was a, you know, a real problem with how horses were being treated, especially when it came to, you know, certain types of diagnostic for which, you know, imaging is, is really, really important. Um, and why it's really important is horses are prey animals. And what that means is that, you know, unlike Mr. Ed, they're not going to tell you when something's bothering them. <laughs> so unfortunately, by the time it becomes, you know, visible, you know, whether you, you can see it in the horse's gait or, or you know, some other uh, manifestation, it's usually too late or it's more serious than, it, uh, you know, that it could have been if it had been detected sooner. So with our technology, you know, as I was saying before, since it's, uh, the horse is conscious. It's very easy uh, to employ, and we can access the entire anatomy. And you know, we've spoken. You know, in in our development, we spoke to a number of uh, equine veterinary uh, professionals, and you know, they all agree that radiography and especially CT, which you know, that's computed tomography, which is basically a volumetric image of a part of the horse's anatomy, are some of the most effective ways to be able to see. You know, if there's something that, you know, of concern, hopefully before it turns into something that could be, uh, you know, career ending or even, uh, you know, fatal. Catastrophic, right, fatal, yes. Yeah. Um, have any other companies actually succeeded in developing full body imaging for horses? Uh, the short answer is no. <laughs> uh, for, the, for, the, yeah, for the ventures out there that have attempted, you know, to develop equine imaging or CT imaging for, for the equine patient, um, you've got a, a, a couple of different scenarios. As I said before, not only can do the entire anatomy, 
or they require for the horse to be anesthetized or knocked out to to get the images, um, or they're really just repurposed CT medical equipment from the human industry. So, so, so uh, and there's really- actually actually even one company uh, back in 2016 had the good idea of using robotics, which is you know one of the uh, technological advances of our system, but they really fell short. They never completed any of their development, and uh, as a result, you know, were never was never able to build a working system. Mm. So it really is a CT scan. Is it's different? It's is that what you're saying? It's a CT scan. Well, yeah. Let me let me explain that. There's really. You know, when you say radiography, that's obviously a very broad term. And so starting with kind of the simplest is, you know, what would be called a two-dimensional image, which is, you know, if you've ever been to the doctor and you just stand in front of a plate, and they, you know, they, they you do a very quick pulse of radiation and it creates, you know, a, a two-dimensional image of, of your insides. Um, CT, which stands for computed tomography, is actually... What they're doing is they're taking multiple images of the interior of your body, you know, t- the, the skeletal system and what they'll do is so in, in a CT it might be made up of you know uh, hundreds of individual images and the real magic is in the reconstruction of those images you're able to see inside of the anatomy and that's why it's such an effective tool for uh, you know for, for diagnosis or to really see what's going on inside the patient isn't that incredible yeah it's just I, amazing you know in, on the racetrack they used to have a fluoroscope which was with a standing animal but it would heat up so fast that it wouldn't stay working and i really don't know why the floor i don't see the fluoroscope as much anymore um well you know again a, a fluoroscope is again that's just going to give you a quick kind of you know snapshot of the interior uh or when i say the interior you know you'll see the the, the bone but you're not going to see what's inside of it and so for most you know, medical conditions, you know, that require treatment, um, it's it's not necessarily going to reveal, which is why, and I don't know, if, I know I've had this experience, and most people I have too, is, you know, when you go to the doctor for, you know, something related to orthopedic, you know, they'll start off with a two-dimensional image, which they could probably do in their office, and then inevitably they're going to send you out for a CT image, which is really going to show, you know, what what the real issue is. Now, does motion in the horse affect this, this image? Because I know even motion in regular X-ray affects the image, even though even though it's digital. I'm so glad you asked that question because that really gets to one of the novel uh, advancements that we've developed. That's that's an integral part of our of our system, and that yes, there is going to be you know in, in a standing conscious horse, there's going to be some movement. So the way we address that is. We have uh, remotely mounted motion correction cameras. And what these cameras do, well, they really serve two functions. In terms of image quality is while the images are, ta- are being taken of the horse, the cameras can track the precise location of the part of the horse that's being imaged. So at the end of the image acquisition, it can take that data and it integrates it with the reconstruction software so it corrects for that motion. Cool uh, another that? thing that our motion correction does is you know people say okay you've got a horse and you've got this robot um it actually helps guide the robot into the correct position relative to where the horse is so you know it, it takes into account all the precision that you need that system helps uh, ensure that that happens 
Wow. Is this, is this something where a, a clinic can afford this machine? <laughs> I know that's it, because my thing is not afford it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously it could do a lot, but sometimes it's cost effective because you got to put that cost out onto your client. And, you know, a lot of times your average person, unless it's a, unless it's winning the Kentucky Derby, you can't afford it. You understand what I'm saying? You, you know, I missed the first part of the question. I said, I think we had I a, said uh, is it you know, cost effective for a clinic to buy it for the, uh, say, the normal average people with horses? I would say that in the long, I'm going to answer that for Michael, and I think we're about to get the one minute, but I would say that in the long term, that this could be something that could be so beneficial that it could actually balance out the cost. But hold that thought because we have to take our break. Um, but we are going to come right back. We're keeping Michael Silver with us for another segment. So we'll have more for you. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host, Paulette Stout. And we have a special guest with us on the phone, Michael Silver. We've been talking about Prisma Imaging. We're going to come back in a minute just to um, discuss Paulette's question. But just to kind of give you a little summary of what we've covered so far, um, the current issues with CT scans and radiography are things like the risk of anesthesia, life-threatening, dangerous for horse and medical personnel, cannot capture the high mass body parts like abdomen, hips uh, and axial skeleton, can lead to an incomplete diagnosis and the risks mean it cannot function as a regular health check or pre-purchase. Solution, Prisma Imaging brings you robotics, two types of radiographic detectors and a remotely mounted motion correction system, which was a question um, Paulette asked and Michael filled us in on that. Michael is the CEO and founder 
of Prisma Imaging. And um, this is a very exciting thing for the future, um, certainly for horses at racetracks where we've seen a lot of catastrophic accidents have happened. Hopefully this is going to be a wonderful preventative. It's also going to work for pre-purchase um, and detecting you know, when you have the horse that's just a little bit off and you're not really sure what it is, but you know the horse so well, you know there's a problem, this is going to be able to detect even small problems um, that could turn into big problems. So that's kind of what we've covered so far. Paulette's question at the end of the last segment was actually a very good question, and that was, how is something so incredible as this A, going to be affordable enough for a vet clinic, and B, be affordable enough for the clients for their horses um, because the vet clinic if they purchase something that's obviously a high cost they've got to pass that cost on so um, that was a question that Michael you were going to answer before the break yes that's a great question and, and by the way a wonderful summary um, you know I think what, what Paul is referring to is what we call in the industry return on investment or ROI and that was one of the things we were very sensitive to when we were figuring out the, the feasibility and the viability of, of the system for you know for the decline practices and what we determined is that you know once a practice has a you know a certain number of caseloads the the return on investment is actually pretty quick uh, really less than a year and the reason for that is you know just because this is state-of-the-art cutting-edge technology as far as the you know patient or the end user is concerned it's a lot less expensive than you know conventional ct or, or any other type of radiography because the, the cost of employing the uh, you know you don't need a, a full staff of people you don't need to anesthetize the horse so we actually think that with the volume that these practices are going to be able to, uh, you know, have the system working at, uh, the cost per scan is actually going to be rel relatively low. And when you think about, you know, an average thoroughbred, for example, costs about $45,000 a year uh, to maintain. And if you're thinking, uh, you know, literally at, you know, what we're projecting at, you know, hundreds of dollars per scan, I don't think any owner uh, is going, as a matter of fact, I know this, we, you know, we asked a bunch of owners and trainers out there that own thoroughbreds, and they said, yeah, absolutely, they would take advantage of this. And I think, and, and we did the same analysis for, for show jumpers and other competition. And then if you even look at your recreational horses, yeah, it might be that, you know, somebody doesn't want to spend money, but in my experience, and I think, you know, you're both horse owners, uh, you know, they're like pets. And, you know, <laughs> yes. you're, gonna want, you're, gonna, you're gonna want the best care. So to answer your question, from, from an investment standpoint, uh, the numbers are really favorable in terms of how quickly the, the system pays for itself. And more importantly, you know, not only is it going to be a revenue source from imaging, but they'll actually now be able to go to their client and say, this is what your horse needs. Mm -hmm. And they'll be able to, you know, that's where they're going to really make their money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so so would, would it be um, comparable to regular um, uh, digital x-raying? In, in cost, so you could do a whole a whole leg, or is it a whole system that you're doing? I mean, you're not every horse isn't scanned all over, but you would do areas. Like right. if I wanted the shoulder down to the the foot, just the right leg, would mm -hmm. that be a comparable cost for um, as as a pair? well? That would be up to the clinic doing the pricing, exactly, obviously. Exactly. Obviously, but I would think it would be done by area compared to full body. I mean, if you're not having the whole body scan there's obviously a lot less time and um, talk a little bit about the quality of the pictures you know that's a great question and you know from the time we started developing this and I was out you know talking with uh, you know with equine uh, veterinary professionals 
And they were like, that's great, but how's the image quality? How's the image quality? And, and it took us some time because we we're focused on other facets of the development, the robotics and, and other uh, technological aspects of it. And when it came to image quality, we made you know, a very big investment in, in terms of you know, making sure that it was uh, you know, diagnostic and comparable. And, and the way we tested that out is we took a, a cadaver limb and we imaged it with our system. And the reason why we used the cadaver limb, because then we sent that limb uh, to some place that had a Toshiba CT system, which is you know one of the best uh, medical CT systems, and they imaged with that, and then we sent it to another practice that had a uh, a, a Samsung uh, CT system, which again one of the you know best in the market. And then we took those three images and we gave it to some equine radiologists and, and uh, uh, medical professionals, and we said, "Tell us which one is the best." And at the end of the day, they said they all look great. And that, to me, was the validation of mm -hmm. that we know our image quality is on par with, you know, the state-of-the-art uh, CT imaging systems out in the marketplace today. Incredible. Wow, that's amazing. So the big question, when will it be available? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What time, what time, what time is it? <laughs> uh, no, seriously, uh, there's really, there's, there's two paths we're going down on that. This is something else I wanted to speak about. As far as turnkey commercially ready systems uh, that are going to be 100% functional. We're, we're projecting those sometime around the middle of 2021. Uh, so, you know, a little over a year for that. But we're also working on a parallel path and we're working with, with some very, very large prestigious practices uh, out uh, in, in the country to be, you know, what we're calling early adopters um, mm -hmm. in which, you know, we'll install a beta system and that, you know, they're, they're safe, they're functional, um, not quite 100% commercially ready, but we're doing this for two reasons. One, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity to partner with these, you know, really, really prestigious firms, but also, you know, in the final stages of development, you know, you can't do everything in a laboratory. You're going to want some practical experience that's coming from the field and, and partnering with these, with these practices is going to give us that information and you know that we're anticipating in about six to eight months to have those systems ready to be installed um, and then that will coincide with the uh, systems ready to be deployed out to the market um, you know that are 100% commercially ready. Is there My any comment that uh, Ocala is one This coming? is a Florida-based company we, there better be. I'm sorry go ahead and ask the question. They're going to be in Ocala right? Well, um, possibly, but, but Louisa brought it up and said, yeah, we, we put a stake in the ground when, when we started Prisma and I relocated down to, uh, down to Florida. And, you know, I picked Florida for a couple of reasons. We were, you know, we were working with the University of Florida on, on a couple of different things. Uh, Florida is a great, it's a great equestrian state and it's a great state to do business in. So that's, that's where, you know, Prisma is a, a Florida-based company. We are doing the, the final stages development out in California, but that's only because the very, very specific skill sets and technologies are, are out here. So it makes sense for us to, uh, to do that here. Michael, now you mentioned I, the, I hate to interrupt you, but I just got the wrap-up sign. So um, oh, two no. segments just flew by, but I want to wow. thank you so much for sharing, uh, with us all this incredible information. You can get more information at prismaimaging.com. You can also follow them on social media. This is truly a game changer in horse healthcare. We're very excited to see it and we certainly hope it gets here to Florida and we very need to quickly. Have back. Yes we do. Michael, thank you for being on the show with us. We'll be back. Well, thank you. It, thank you. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We have a pre-recorded segment for you. Um, actually, Michael, stay on the phone. 
<laughs> we'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet. Stay with us. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly masks, fly control and spray, vaccines, and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, healthcare, and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Epic Equine Performance and Innovative Center in Ocala, the horse capital of the world. We are going to have a chat with Dr. Philip Hammock from Epic, and we're going to talk a little bit about surgery rehab, the importance of it, and some of the tools he has here that he can use post-surgery to help horses recover faster. Dr. Hammock, nice to have you with us on the show. Um, tell me a little bit about um, some of the surgery rehabs and, and how effective they are post some of the procedures that you do. Well, the big things are uh, getting the horse back moving. So uh, the aquapacer is very important. Um, swimming horses for specific things is very important, uh, especially for muscle fitness. Um, the other rehabs, laser, uh, the magna wave, uh, vibrating plate, uh, ice water spa, and hyperbaric also serve a role. Um, probably the hyperbaric being most important. Um, it will help the body generate stem cells which helps all wounds heal. Uh, some extensive fractures can be helped dramatically. Uh, surgeries that maybe didn't go so well or had post-op infections and things like that, uh, the hyperbaric seems to help quite a bit. 
Um, the big thing is uh, getting the horse back, not necessarily as quickly as possible, but getting them back at a better status than they were before surgery. And oftentimes that entails balance, proprioception. Uh, part of the reason a lot of the human athletes will do ballet and that sort of stuff, these big burly men doing ballet is because it helps them know where their feet are in space. And anything we can do to improve that helps dramatically. And most of the therapies we do here will help improve that without damaging a surgical site. That's our goal. So, so talk about um, some of the surgical procedures you do here. Um, give us a couple of examples of those and then talk a little bit about like how that therapy speeds up the process perhaps of healing or like you said maybe it's not speeding it up but just making it more thorough yeah i mean the here in ocala the number one surgery we do is arthroscopic surgery joint surgeries um we don't necessarily um speed them up dramatically most of the horses we operate are young horses and they're going to heal pretty quick anyway, uh, but the therapies, especially you know, on a post-op joint, uh, the aquapacer um, will help to exercise a joint without loading it, um, and we're able to to add stress to the horse horse without the same amount of stress that's achieved with swimming. So sometimes swimming, they put their joints through too large a range of motion and that can damage things. Whereas on the aquapacer, we can adjust the water levels to make them pick their feet up or not pick their feet up and work primarily muscles, but still load the joint to a lesser degree than they would just walking on pavement or a rubber surface. Um, Throat surgeries are another very common surgery we do here. And the hyperbaric seems to help considerably with those. They heal much faster. And from what I've been able to tell with using the hyperbaric for a number of years is I think the tissue heals better. Um, I have a much, I haven't really documented it, but I do, I feel there's a, a lower uh, failure rate with tiebacks that have hyperbarics afterwards. Um, and there's normally scar tissue that forms after a, after a tieback procedure. And there, if, when I have gone back in some after, there's less scar tissue in ones that have had a hyperbaric treatment. Um, other than that, uh, you know, fractures, especially an extensive fracture in a horse that we've had to put plates and screws and hardware in. I mean, we're always ecstatic to have those horses survive. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just always a feather in our cap. Now, whether you know, we haven't done enough uh, 
with those type fractures to have a major feel for it, but uh, the ones we have put in have survived so far, so that's better than the ones that didn't make it to the chamber. Right. So, Absolutely. Uh, so you find so, the, the therapies in conjunction with the surgery to be very effective? Absolutely. I think it's a very important part. And what we're trying to do now, uh, since I've joined Dr. Rian, um, we're trying to sort of develop a procedure where we actually keep the horse for throughout, throughout its post-op period. Um, we found through the years a lot of times horses go back to the farm and get lost and that affects the outcome oftentimes adversely and then you're playing catch up again to get back to where you were before surgery and we're finding it's a really beneficial thing to leave the horse here for a month or six weeks and when you take the horse home you don't have to do anything other than get on it and ride again and thoroughly uh, well yeah they're where they need to be and and then we're here we notice if something's going wrong we usually catch it a lot quicker than some other people might and now there are plenty of incredible horsemen here in Ocala and many of them do mm -hmm. catch stuff early but uh, we've seen a few that got drug out a little too long so <laughs> and tell us how you got your start did you grow up with horses Grew up on a farm, cows, horses, uh, always wanted to be a veterinarian. My, my grandfather was a, not a, an official veterinarian, but we lived way out in the country and so we did uh, a lot of stuff ourselves and started working for a veterinarian when I was 13 and worked for him through high school and even through college. I'd still work for him some when I was off. and. I just always wanted to be a vet, and when I got to vet school, the thing that really changed, I always wanted to be a large animal veterinarian, but uh, I was in undergrad, and I went to visit the vet school one day, and they were doing an arthroscopic surgery, and that basically changed my life from there on. I knew I was going to be an equine surgeon, primarily doing orthopedic stuff, and here I am. So. And having the rehab here at Epic to, to send your patients over to is certainly a uh, incredible uh, finishing touch, right? To be able to see them heal uh, more effectively and be able to go back to work quicker. Absolutely. Anything we can do to make the outcomes better in equine surgery is I'm all for. And uh, this place is, you know, it's what we, everything we hoped it could be and more. One of so, a kind, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Dr. Philip Hammock here at EPIC, the equine performance and innovative center where really every therapy that you could ever think of uh, is available to bring your horse either in, uh, whether you're with another veterinarian, uh, bringing your horse in to complement whatever you're already doing as treatment, or actually if you um, are just trying to keep your horse in better condition and fitter, um, swimming pool uh, and other therapies here are very, very helpful. And, and if you've had a surgery, your horse has had a surgery recently and maybe is not recovering as quickly, maybe your, uh, your horse did go home after the surgery, you've been trying to keep up with the healing process and maybe it's not going quite as well as you anticipated and your horse needs something to help um, heal more effectively. Uh, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center has everything 
from the swimming pool uh, to the vibration plate, uh, hyperbaric chamber, the uh, saltwater spa, the aqua treadmill, uh, the magna wave, of course, all these treatments, um, whether you're in-house here boarding your horse or you're coming in and out as some of the people have as we've been doing uh, the interviews, uh, bringing your horse in for a treatment and taking him or her back home. Uh, lots and lots of opportunities here to get your horse completely well and whole, uh, healing much, much faster and much more effectively so that your horse can get back to work. And uh, that's always good news. So I'm very, very grateful that we've had this opportunity to be here and to, uh, to meet Dr. Hammock and to spend time with Dr. Alberto Rian to hear the testimonials, um, some of the wonderful things and stories that have come out of this uh, rehab center horses that perhaps may not have had a chance otherwise to survive or maybe would not have ever been able to be ridden again and perhaps their surgery would not have been as effective if they had not followed it with therapeutic and rehab here at Epic. So you can find them on the web uh, at epcrehab.com Equine Performance and Innovative Center in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. We had some great guests. I don't know if you caught that, but Parlay the mini in the background there, showing off his jewels. It was cute. was <laughs> <laughs> airing it out. <laughs> Thank you so much for everyone who was on the show today. We had a great time. Thank you, Paulette. Whether you are in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.